Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. I am Chickity Chuck. Ah, he's even screaming from Mexico, man. What the hell are you doing? Hey, what's up, man? It's weird not seeing you every week. I'm in, uh, I'm in Campeche. I'm in a, a, a hotel room. The view of the water. Got palm trees everywhere. It's pretty groovy. But we still have to do the Metal Sucks Podcast. We still have to make it work because... All of these huge numbers of fans that are listening to us now. It's incredible, the, the service that we're bringing to the metal community. It's, it's outrageous. Yeah, we got to reply to the love. <laughs> reply. Just don't read. What? Just, just don't read the comments. Just don't read it. Don't, we don't, don't read it. We're going we're gonna to reply. We're, yeah, we're going to change, and we're going we're gonna to make things better for you. But we're not going to read what you have to say. Because we, we, really don't. We, we, we don't want to know what you think about us and how terrible we are. I did notice that uh, that there happens to be a new podcast uh, in, in, in the in the mix now. There's a new decibel podcast. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that they now have the second greatest extreme metal talk show of all time. I was I, I was a little heartbroken at first because I you know we talked so much good about decibel over the years and and, and how how great I think their magazine is. Now we just have to talk smack about it. Yeah, no problem. I can't wait to listen to it. No, I, 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 I think it's a good thing, man. The more the merrier, in my opinion. I'm like, uh, bring everybody in and let's have a great time talking about metal. Because everybody's got a different opinion and it's a good thing. Are they talking about, aren't they just talking about what's in the magazine? Well, I think they're doing the preview thing, but you got to figure that they're going to have all kinds of other stuff, too. They're, they'll bring it in and they'll have... Their, their feature interviews and stuff, the guests that they have on for the magazine down there, it'll be, it'll be a good thing for them. I think it's good. I think you always got to be careful that you're just sticking to what it is that you're good at. When you start to start doing things that you're not good at, that's when you take your ball, off, your eye off the ball and the things that you are good at. So if you're an editor of an awesome magazine and all of a sudden start spending time trying to figure out how you're going to come up with content for your podcast. Your eyes off the ball and the greatness of your magazine, and the magazine might start to falter. Hence, the brilliance of Vincent Axel uh, employing such great people like us that are radio men that do this in the first place, right? Exactly. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. Well, well it's sort of. I mean, it's kind of what we do. We, we like to think we do this. We've done it for every week, every week, with only maybe an exception or two for over a year. And from the first show, it's been the greatest extreme metal talk show of all time. And, uh, you know, we stuck with it. It's, right. uh, and continue to get better. And everybody starts thinking they can do it because we make it look easy. It's only, because, uh, we, it's only because we like to hear ourselves talk, and that's about it. Yeah, I haven't listened to us past week. I do that. <laughs> Don't. Don't listen to last week's show. We had some technical problems. That one, that was uh, that was pretty rough last week, man. That's my fault. It's rough. I think I think we got no. it all. I think we got it all better now this week. At least uh, at least sort of. Uh, got to just. Uh, I'm gonna throw money at it. Let me get an. I'm gonna get an iPod <laughs> pad thing and put money. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna make this better, dude. Well, this week we got to cover headlines. Of course, we're gonna talk about all kinds of cool, fun topics like uh, the question of the week, week whether whether glory lineups are. Glory lineups, yeah. Glory lineups, whether they're worthy or whether you like the non-glory lineup of the band. Also, going to talk about Howard Jones and his new band, and whether or not when you move on from a band, should you move on or should you, you know, try to maintain that old, old glory. And your parents can go to Vans Warped Tour for free. Find out more about that here in a little bit. But first, headlines: Lemmy has got a defibrillator. Uh, defibrillator. Lemmy's got heart problems. What the hell? Is that just a is that just a uh, like uh, I don't know like a cool way to say he's got a pacemaker? Yeah, pretty much. No, what uh, uh, what um, if you know what modern? Okay, I'm I'm CPR certified. I don't know if you knew that. Did you did yeah, you know? Did, do you know I'm CPR certified? I'm CPR certified. So so if you're ever if you're ever like dying, I'll be able to take care of you, man. So 
No, what uh, what these new uh, defibrillators do? You can do mouth to mouth with that beard of you. Well, I don't know about it. I, I believe it. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make good uh, a very good contact with you. I gotta have that mask thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it work. If if I have to save you, I will. Uh, no, let me. What I think what it is. It's one of those. Un, it's under the skin. It's on your heart, and it monitors your heartbeat. And if you have an irregular heartbeat or it looks like something is going on. It's going to shock you back into back into rhythm. So it's not quite a pacemaker where it's the thing that's keeping your heart on on the mark. It's more of something that is an emergency. You know, like there could be a problem, so this thing is there to take care of that problem immediately. Not wait for some wait for you to like fall over dead, and hopefully somebody will be able to get one on you. So the technology is a little bit different, but it's still frightening because I can't. I just can't think of a world without Lemmy. I really can't. I just can't. I just picture they're eventually just going to stick in one of those machine hearts, like what Dick Cheney's got, that, that just has no beat. That would be, oh, that would be weird. It'd <laughs> be like a robo <laughs> robo Lemmy, uh, ro- robo Lemmy, robo Lemmy. That was the frightening. I mean, take over Los Angeles and smoke and drink all the Jack Daniels. I know everybody likes to think that the dude's going to live forever, but I mean, he, I mean, if you're cr- going to create like a death watch list. He's got to be like in your top five. You're like your metal, who's gonna die? I know nobody wants oh, to make don't, that don't list. Even, but I'm just uh, saying if you did, it hurts me to even think about it. it. Really does, man. I think as long as he stays away from Rick Rubin and doesn't do like a solo acoustic of American, he's got a pretty good chance to survive. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's probably true. And speaking of which, Jeff Hanneman's wife uh, did a recent interview with uh, Guitar World, where she basically said that uh, he would not go to rehab or uh, get therapy for his emotional problems and what was uh, he was suffering toward the end of his life uh, post spider bites. So the spider bite didn't kill him. The PTSD of the spider bite apparently did PTSD. It was more like he just drank as much Heineken as he possibly could as fast as possible and just kept on doing it. Well, dude, I thought that would somehow get rid of it. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, the way she made it sound in that, the, in, in that quote, was basically that you know he looks at his arm and he realizes that he can't play as fast as he did. He doesn't have the abilities that he did before, you know. And this is one of the guys that's written some of the greatest metal songs of all time, and he gets depressed. You know, I mean that's depressing, and he just drinks himself. You know, tries to self medicate with booze, and drinks himself to death. I mean that's but but when he depressing when he first man. got the yeah but when he first got the bite you know I know most of us. Gonna be like, oh, I wonder, uh, it's no big deal. When he wakes up the next morning, his arm looks like it's about to fall off, and he just drinks for a week. He doesn't go to the hospital, doesn't do nothing, comes home. She's like, let's go to the hospital. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going. And then after that, once they get a look at it, he's on death's door. And, uh, uh, yeah, what, what did she say? She says that uh, uh, he didn't want to do physical therapy. He thought he could just do it on his own. And I was like, well, you know, dude, you've already shown that you don't have the, you know, the most the best logic with all this stuff so far you know i don't know it seems so it just seems really depressing that uh that 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 it all came down to all that man and it just go to but the doctor go been so much easier get, get your balls checked everybody okay all right go, go get yeah, your balls yeah, checked exactly. the the moral of the story is is when it hurts go get it fixed okay when it hurts go go have someone look at it that's not like your your friend down the street man i no, don't worry man i can lance that we we we'll stick a needle in that. We'll fix that real quick. <laughs> yeah, get 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 a professional to actually look at these things. And if you've got mental problems, if you've got in, if you're unstable or unstable, and you are feeling depressed, talk to somebody about that stuff, man. You know, talk to somebody about it, right. and, and and you know, at least examine what the hell's going on because. You know, we want to keep everybody around. We really do, man. I swear. Yeah, no, and nobody's watching. None of us care. You know, I mean, if you go, if Jeff Hadman had gone to the doctor and he's alive today, you know, we'd all be like making fun of him for going to the doctor. But I think, you know, we'd probably be happier if, over the alternative. Well, I, I don't. Why would we see? I don't even think we'd be make fun of him, making fun of him for going to the doctor. I mean, you know, really? Uh, would we? Oh, totally. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's this is metal, dude. It's the Tony Soprano model. I mean, it's like uh, you know, <laughs> hey, you can't go, you can't be going to the doctor. You know, this is not exactly. what I can do. Uh, see, I don't buy that. I really didn't. I, I, th- yeah, I think I, I be pictured. I, there's no way in the world that Lemmy went to the doctor. I think what probably happened <laughs> is he passed out. <laughs> there just had to be a doctor in the room. He said, "Let's stick a defibrillator." In uh, yeah, yeah, right. 
And it looks like Randy Blythe, after the uh, big all to do that happened over there in uh, the Czech Republic, is uh, has bankrupted Lamb of God. No, it's like not a real bankruptcy. I mean, a real bankruptcy is when you can't go back out on the road and make more money. Yeah, I mean, it's like guys, they're, they're selling everything they got. All their assets are gone and everything's toast. Yeah, when you get, you know, your butler comes out to the pool to let you know that you're now bankrupt. <laughs> you know, that. <laughs> I don't think they ever made it. Bankrupt. I don't think they ever made it that far. <laughs> they, 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 they had money, but I don't think they had Metallica money, man. That's a, that's not like gold encrusted shark of swim up bar money. You know, that's a whole yeah, other totally. thing. But I, it's they spent quite a bit of money on lawyering for uh, for Randy, so that, that kind of it's it's definitely a setback to say the least. Well, they got the documentary that's going to be happening soon, right? The movie that'll come out, yeah, yeah, the new yeah. album, you know, and everybody's going to want to buy that album because you know he's going to have something interesting to say, yeah. and all the lyrics were written while in jail, yeah, you know, all that brutal. stuff. I, I think they need to do a Kickstarter to uh, to to get get back on their feet. Maybe that'll help them. They could be just like. No, they need to go on the road to get back on their. They could feet. be just like Huntress, man. They could uh, get a Kickstarter and and rocking and rolling, man. The weekly update on Huntress. It looks like they're gonna make it. They got five days to go, and they're just under thirteen grand uh, raised out of the fifteen they're trying to trying to raise. So it looks like they're gonna make it. Thanks, Grandpa. You can help uh, help us get that bus that we need for Mayhem Fest this year. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Let's do. One. I know you don't like it, but I think it just goes to show that this whole like crowdfunding thing it, it works. You know? No, no. I'm not saying I don't like the crowd. I think it's fine. I really do. I just this, oh, no, this, no, this particular saying, one. You don't, you don't like this particular one. No, I'm just what? saying. That even when you're when you got something that's only like half-assed as far as you know, really getting uh, uh, what you're supposed to get, uh, or, or really having a good idea that you want to pitch everybody to, to crowdfund, you can still make it. You know? Oh yeah, I think you can definitely still that do it. That sense of urgency. Well, at least uh, there is going to be one other benefit. You'll have Battlecross doing uh, being on the bus with that with them at the same time. Let's do uh, the latest Man, one they- from Battlecross right now. Flesh and bone on the Metal Sucks podcast.
Brand new music from Battlecross. Flesh and Bone is a song that debuted this week on uh, MetalSucks.net. They're going to be part of Mayhem Tour, of course, and looking like they're going to get a crowdfunded bus. Good for them. Oh, that's so wonderful. That's, that's great, man. It's fabulous. we got more music coming up on the podcast uh, today. we got a new one from James Labry, which is uh, actually better than it sounds like it's going to be. Uh, Mammoth Grinder, Revolution Harmony, uh, who else? Mouth of the Architect, I think we're going to play, too. Some others there. But nobody that's uh, playing the Warp Tour. Yeah, I'm looking at their lineup. I can't see too many bands that would make sense to be played on the Metal Sucks podcast. There's a couple of them. In, in, uh, in, is Black Dahlia Murder on this year or no? Yeah, somebody like that. Maybe August Burns Jeez. Red is in there. There's a couple other ones that might that might sort of apply. But but that, but then again, you know, falling in reverse. I just want to like punch those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Really can't or throw throw a mic stand at those guys. That's what I need to do. Just uh, chunk a bunch of stage gear at them. That would be more appropriate. Yeah, that's with architects. Yeah, but it's from the it, UK. It, it's architects UK. It's not the it's not oh. architects. It's a different. Yeah, there's like three different ones. But I do like that band. They're not terrible. Right, Attila, Bring Me the Horizon, Cross Faith, one of my favorites. Woo! Cross Faith, yay, and others. <laughs> I think the Vans Warp Tour is onto something because the big news headline this week was the fact that they decided to let parents in free. Really? They're going to give away free, like free, free tickets to the show? There's a lot of depth in this, and I think this is a good reason uh, to, to bring this up because, you know, on the first hand, I'm like, does that mean that they're having trouble selling tickets? No, see, I don't think that. I think it's completely opposite of that. Actually, I think they want to. I think they would sell more tickets if they had transportation to the show. And this kind of shows what uh, what's his name? I think it's Kevin Lyman is the guy who uh, who's the the founder and promoter and like the whole the mastermind behind the Vans Warped Tour. Actually, paying attention to what is on their message forums. And what's on their boards and talking to kids who don't have transportation to the show. So you're 13, 14 years old and you want to see Bowling for Soup, even though they're they're 40 now. You want to go see that band? <laughs> but have you, you seen how fat those guys are now? But you they've really all, they've they, they've always been fat though. But they they want to go to the show and they just don't have a ride or don't have a way to get there. And then their parents don't you know they don't want to hang out all day at a metal show or a punk show they don't they don't they could care less about it you, you don't want to drop them off i mean if you drop them off then it's like opening up pandora's box there you know that kind of thing so that's yeah, true you know it's it, it's kind of solves a couple of problems and i think it's a really kind of brilliant idea to provide something like this and they did this last year i think with it was called reverse daycare and they have a tent they've got a place for parents to sit around and drink but you know just regular beverages you know uh, soft drinks and stuff, and then also watch movies uh, in air conditioned tent and and wait for their kids to get done doing what they do, you know, uh, jam into the Black Veil Brides, and then come back in and and yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's a great idea. I really do, and I think it was really brilliant of them to go. Okay, one parent of somebody who's under eighteen can get in for free as a, basically a chaperone. I think that's yeah, I, you know great. They're serving their audience. I guess they got an advantage because they got like just a limitless space, pretty much, right? That they can, you know, fill with humans. So giving away a whole bunch of free tickets is not that big a deal. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a way that that's not on their on their roster of uh, of capacity. I mean, it's I, and that's probably also another way to get around it is to increase your capacity by decreasing your parent capacity. So you've got more actual listeners of the fan of the shows than you do just people milling about doing nothing. There's a ton of parents just hanging out, not doing a thing. I want to meet the parent though. That's into the black Bale brides, man. I want to meet, I want to meet that parent. Really? You do. I, I kind of do actually. And man, when I was 13, 14 though it was all about just finding that 16 year old friend who had a driver's license totally you know? dude it was all about the journey you know it was, yeah and it was about the adventure and because that's where the free beer came from <laughs> but i think that's why this is appealing to parents is that it's not it's not about uh you know your 14 year old finding some 20 year old dude who got who's got a fake id and a cooler full of beer driving all the way to another city to go see a show you know i don't know is it, it, it i think in a way it sort of feeds into this whole helicopter parenting culture that sort of has happened you know well i think that's Just wrong let, yeah i get that but you know yeah, the last thing you want is you is your mom within 100 yards of a good time you know <laughs> i don't know my mom's kind of cool <laughs> yeah your mom owns a bar <laughs> yeah that's true my mom's a little bit different she didn't go just go just get out go go have fun yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, it's a, it's completely different nowadays, man. And I don't get why parents have to be, 
uh, right on top of their kids. But I think if you're going to have to be, if, if that's going to be a limiter to whether or not you get to do something like this as a kid, then, then, you know, let's, let's work it in. You know, at least the promoters and, and, and people at the, at the Vans Warped Tour are thinking about that as part of their thing. This is part of their fan base and they're trying to serve them. Are they forcing the parents to hang out in the air conditioned tent or the, the parents get to go and wander around, see the shows too? You know, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the case is, man. Do you have a wristband and they do cattle prods and they keep you in there? No, you, you cannot, you cannot watch falling in reverse. You have to go in a tent. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because what would the the other thing be? Is that say if you know I had a I had an eighteen year old and I wanted to go see uh, August Burns Red or and I could I not go see that show if I wanted to see that one particular band? I don't know. I I, I just feel like if you're in a tent, air conditioned tent watching a movie, I'm not sure how supervised you, you know you're really being. I mean, I guess it's it's. Uh, you're, at least you're closer so that you know you're there for when the drugs uh, before the drugs wear off <laughs> but but other than that what are you supposed to do why not just drop the kid off what's the difference you know well the difference is is that you're there and that you can pick them up and leave at any point versus trying to drive back into that mess while everybody's leaving yeah. to pick them up so that's true it, it, it it's a little bit better for traffic it's a, so that the parents are less inconvenienced by it. Because, I mean, when you're talking about a Verizon Wireless Amphitheater, you're talking about, you know, uh, Austin 360 Amphitheater, you're talking about, you know, a big a big venue, that traffic sucks around a show like this, you know? It yeah, really there's does. no way to... No way on on the promoter's part to try to figure out a way to make that transportation easier. So every possible avenue to get people out of there oh, yeah. is being utilized. And it doesn't matter if it's a sports event, if it's a concert or whatever. All right. events like that are that way. So you, what you're doing essentially is you're making it so that they don't have to drive back into it at the end of the show with a bunch of 16 and 17-year-old kids who are in their car and can't drive anyway. So it makes it a little bit easier because you're just picking everybody up and going straight from the show and getting out of there. So I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a good deal, honestly, and, and a good idea. Would I want my mom around at a show when I'm 14? No, no, no. no Did you no. go to any shows when you were 13, 14? No, no. I, I wasn't able to. My affordability thing. I, I didn't, until I started driving, I couldn't, I, I didn't go to anything really. I remember there being like a straight edge punk band that was playing a show in Flint that I really wanted to go to on like a Tuesday night. I think they were called like held back or something like that and uh uh yeah they, i i t desperately wanted to go and when my parents wouldn't let me they that was totally bummed out that was around 13 14 but that wasn't a festival i can't think of any festivals that time because that was pre-lollapalooza and all yeah that exactly exactly that's how old how much old farts we are yeah it was yeah. around before lollapalooza existed uh it, yeah. was, it was the monsters of, what was it was that tour called the monsters of metal or was it the monsters of Mo monsters of rock monsters of rock it was with, the monsters uh, of rock that? tour led zeppelin sounding band uh uh kingdom come oh god dude the <laughs> monsters of rock tour i remember those tv commercials for those things oh it's awful hell yeah awful stuff <laughs> awful i tell you wasn't wasn't dio on that um was he no no he did he always did a show uh, well never mind it's a, this is old school stuff dude he, he used to do a show in san antonio called uh, la semana allegra back in the day that's where i that's yeah. where i saw him for the first time when i was like 17 so our next yeah. segment, though, we need to talk about um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Howard Jones and his new group and how it relates to moving on. Do you move on? Can you separate from your old band or should you hold on to the past glories? We're going to play some James Labry here in a little bit. Speaking of which, who is uh, on doing some solo stuff. But first, we want to do some grind from uh, Mammoth Grinder. Hey, it's in the name. It sort of works. Paragon Pusher is the song on the Metal Sucks podcast.
Solo project, James Labry, James Labry, 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 uh, Agony is the name of the song on the Metal Sucks podcast. It is a hell of a lot better than I had expected. Yeah, it is. It's weird. It's like, I don't know who's playing on it, but it, I mean, the vocals are what the vocals are, but yeah, it, I, I mean, I like it because it sounds different than the dream theater thing. So it's not like, you know, the singer just trying to do the same thing, but re-packaged. take more of the publishing. Yeah. No, I think it it's actually a, sounds like he's doing something different. Yeah, I think it's actually pretty good. I think the I think the scream, the growl thing is uh, adds a lot another layer to it. It gives me it gives me something that I want from bands like Opeth and stuff, and gives me a little bit more aggressiveness to it. You know, I've never had a problem with uh, with Dream Theater, you know. So I think that they they're they're a little pretentious sometimes when it comes to songwriting and things like that. But uh, but in the, for the most part. Yeah, Labor's got a decent voice, and he can he can sing pretty well. But I think this is enough to temper it a little bit and make it sound even better. I'd I'd much rather you know I'll listen to anything if it's a good song. But if you know once you start like doing this sort of masturbatory songwriting, which is what Dream Theater is all about, I just kind of check out. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely they're they're definitely touching themselves a little bit there where, where that's concerned. Oh, yeah. It's true. Now, at our next uh, topic, we wanted to talk about Howard Jones' new band because it's going to be the most important band that has ever uh, come to the history of metalcore ever. Oh, wait, maybe, maybe not. That, that may not be the case. But we wanted to talk about the idea, if you're leaving a band, the band that makes you what you are, is it important to stick with that band and what you've done in the past, or is it important to move on and create something new and get away from it? And it seems like Howard Jones is kind of picking the right angle with this and getting away from just playing covers of Killswitch Engage the rest of his life. Right, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was kind of what was interesting. I mean, with the guys that he's playing with, uh, especially the, uh, uh, who's the the one dude from... Um, All Shall um, Perish. All Shall Perish. It's like, the music isn't going to be too different from Killswitch Engage, so don't worry, you know, Killswitch Engage fans. It's still going to be what you come to know and love, but, you know, we're going to write some new music and you're going to like it. Well, the thing is, is that uh, you can't get, you can't, he's got to keep his skin, you know, it, it's what he does yeah. and that's who he is. It's it's not going to change what he sounds like or, or what he's trying to do. When you try to do that and, and evolve into something different that is not you, that sounds really, really messed up. So it's going to sound like Killswitch Engage in that respect because it's going to sound like, you know, he's on the vocals. So you can't get away from that part of it, but at least in name, it's not like the Jeff Tate type of thing where it's like, I'm Queensryche. No, I'm Queensryche. No, I'm Queensryche. You just have to let things go at some point. And Howard Jones is really on the edge there because he's, you know, people really know him and they know him from Killswitch Engage. He certainly could have just gone out as Howard Jones or, you know, something like that. But, you know, he seems pretty determined to try to find another uh, vehicle for what he does. He could be the Howard Jones Review. Like, he could just go do songs from Killswitch Engage and be fine with that and probably make a decent living just covering old Killswitch Engage songs the rest of his life. But I think it's a good idea for him to expand that and just play on it. And, you know, will he probably sing End of Heartache every once in a while? Sure. Uh, You know, those songs that are classically his... I think that's okay. If you cover your old stuff every once in a while, I don't. Th- I don't think that's a problem. I mean, you know, we went saw Anthrax and they played John Bush era Anthrax on stage with Joey Belladonna. You know, it's basically essentially covering yourself. 
You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's I think that's totally acceptable. Yeah, you know, I just wonder if like, you know, Howard Jones goes on the road and he, you know, as Howard Jones from Kill Switch Engage, does he get more or less people to show up than if he goes out and the only the band is listed as the Devil You Know in the paper, you know, and you got a whole bunch of Kill Switch Engage fans who have no idea who the Devil You Know is. Well, I think it's a good idea. It, it would be a good idea for them to sort of advertise it that way, at least in the beginning. Start off with uh, with the ad campaign. You start off with pushing that stuff as Howard Jones from Killswitch, formerly of Killswitch Engage, and then gradually you move on from that. You see that with uh, yeah. with uh, what's his name, uh, David Draymond and Device. You know, it's it's not Device. It's you know, it's all about David Draymond. It's all about him, formerly of or. Uh, you know, member of lead singer of disturbed new band device, you know, they're using that stardom to, to step over the first part of being the local band. You know, they're, they're just trying to jump over that first part. And that's, I think that's acceptable. You know, they, they've, they've worked their way through that. I wanted to bring this topic up because, uh, uh, they posted their first band photo. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and it's it's uh, Howard with uh, let's see, the, I guess the All Shell Par- Parish guy and their drummer. Are they are they in front uh, of a brick wall? Are they no, are no, they on train tracks? It almost looks like somebody held their cell phone up and <laughs> took a picture. I mean, it's total DIY. Yeah, and, and you know the other thing that was interesting to me is that you know Howard Jones left Killswitch Engage because he has type two diabetes and he had trouble managing that on the road. I'm looking at this photo. He kind of he looks a little fatter than when he was with. Uh, kill switch engage no i will not be the guy who's calling anybody fat there's that's just not gonna happen <laughs> sorry <laughs> can't it, it can't happen that way yeah but you're working on it you're working on it hey man but uh i don't know i think it's um i think it's interesting that that he's already ready to go back out and do something new you know and get back out there and try another band i th- it's a better result with him doing this than so many other bands that have tried to hold on to that stuff. I think about all the bands that have, or all the guys, I think re- just recently, uh, Paul Diano came through town uh, to play a show and, yeah. and he's still, still holding on to that, that old legacy still to this day. And that's like 30 years ago, you know, still, I mean, yeah. yeah. And he was in the band, he was in Iron Man for five minutes. And you know? that's the thing. He's still holding on to it, you know? And that's, what's really amazing to me is you see dudes who are still, grasping for that or you've got the uh what's his name uh tracy guns and the whole guns and roses and all that stuff and and then the split between la guns the split between guns and roses and axel rose and slash and all that you know just let it go at some point you why do you hang on to it and it seems like this is a much more grown-up split between Killswitch engage and howard jones than so many others in the metal rock arena have been in the past there's just so many uh, instances where they just can't seem to get get it together. And I think, yeah, it just seems like he's doing it smart. Uh, it's so much better than, uh, yeah, the alternative. Uh, I totally agree. What was it uh, last week? There was like, what's that one band with the guy who looks like a, a Slim Jim or whatever? Uh, uh, and he had announced last week uh, that, uh, you know, the band is broken up because he can't come to terms with the other guy who owns 50% of the band. Wayne Static. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, he looks, like, he looks like a Slim Jim. Okay, now I get it. Okay, yeah. I was like, I'm like, I don't understand. Are you talking like shriveled up? Like, like uh, I was thinking of uh, Bobby Blitz. I was like, <laughs> I was like, why am I thinking of him for some reason? He's sort of shriveled and weird looking. But no, no, that's that's a whole other thing. But yeah, you look at him. I mean, like you know, he's trying to go out on the road as Static X, you know, and he can't at this point because he doesn't want to pay money to the other guy who owns the other half of that name, and it, he hasn't figured out a way to do something different. I don't know if there is a different, you know, you know, I'm I'm not sure what the pathway is, but it seems like what Howard Jones is doing it doing is a total different kind of juxtaposition from what uh, Wayne Static is kind of feels a little trapped by you know well and wayne static decidedly tried to do solo stuff like he came out and does, has albums as wayne static so and found that not to be very successful what he's found is right. is that you need to tour and you need to talk about static x so you need to play static x songs you need to tour static x because that's what people know that's what people want to hear and they could care less about your new stuff so 
that's the thing is that he never really tried to get away from what he was doing before. It just kind of got rebranded as his own name instead. So hopefully, you know, hopefully this will be something different for Howard Jones and, and see how that turns out. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah. it, it could be it could be just a repackaged metalcore piece of crap in the end. Mm, but we need to talk about the the glory days of metal bands. Wait, wait, we're not talking about the glory. We talking about the glory days? No, we're talking about the glory lineup of metal bands on our question of right. the week this week. And I tried to figure. I, I didn't know what a glory lineup was at first, and then I I, I kind of read everybody's response. And I get it now. The glory lineup of band. I will explain it in the uh, next segment. But first, we wanted to play this brand new one from um, from Serge Tankian, Devin Townsend, and uh, who else is on this? Uh, who else is on here? Uh, somebody else. Oh, Isan. Uh, if that's how you pronounce that dude's name, I can never figure out how to pronounce that name. But Revolution Harmony is the group that has gotten together to do this song called We Are, and it's going to be benefiting. I think it's Buscade is uh, is the name of the charity, that, and it's going to be coming out on Nelson Mandela Day, July 18th. Do you think Nelson Mandela makes it to Nelson Mandela Day? Uh, no predictions. Uh, no predictions. No, no predictions. I, I, I will not do death predictions. No. <laughs> I refuse. The song called We Are, it's the Metal Sucks Podcast.
Revolution Harmony is the group featuring Devin Townsend and Serge Tanky and Isan. That's uh, We Are, a benefit song that's going to be coming out in July uh, to benefit Buscade, which I think is a charity that gets instruments in the hands of needy children in South Africa. Yeah, sounds about right. All right, all right. I'm Chickity Chuck. I am Godless. And uh, Metal Sucks Podcast, uh, yada, yada, yada. Okay, all that stuff. Question of the week <laughs> is our last uh, is our last segment. I know, we need to do more show maintenance stuff. Tell people where to get it. Well, hold on. Stuff, I got to right? ask, ask a quick question before we get the question of the week. Okay. Do you think that Serge is doing it right as far as post- you know, system of down. I mean, he's sort of doing a, a blend of what Howard Jones is doing and some of these other guys, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think Serge is just doing whatever, whatever. I mean, cause he's done Serrat. He's done like three or four different things that, that are, that don't quite match, you know? And, and, but he is such an individual as far as his voice and his band, his band doing whatever, whatever. We got Mike Patton's got the epic money and then you got uh you know Serge has got his was it Ariel's money, you know? So it's sort of on another level when you've got that hit single money that you can just do anything yeah. you want, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're you're always going to be getting that residual at some point, you know, and it's always going to be happening. So he he's got a little more freedom where where that's concerned. Now, some others that yeah, uh, yeah. that you may not expect is the we wanted to talk about the question of the week this week, which is uh, which non-glory lineup of a band do you prefer over the actual band? And when you say glory lineup of a band, that means what made them famous. Say Iron Maiden, the glory lineup is with Bruce Dickinson uh, as a lead singer. The uh, Anthrax, the glory lineup would be Joey Belladonna on lead vocals. You know, that's those are prime examples of that right there. Uh, Metallica. The glory lineup is Cliff Burton on bass. You know th- those things, and maybe even as far back as Megadeth or uh, Megadeth, uh, Dave Mustaine on guitar. You know, it could, you can go that far back. But which one? Which band do you prefer the non-glory lineup to? Some of the ones that get listed on uh, Metal Sucks. Oh, when, when I saw Axel post that about Anthrax, I almost I almost crapped my pants. Like, really? Yeah, that's ridiculous. John Bush, you're an anthrax? Are you kidding me? Uh, oh, my goodness. You do realize that, like, three states tried to leave the union when anthrax announced John Bush was the singer. <laughs> well, one of them being New York. They they wanted to totally disown those guys. It's like, oh. <clears throat> I think the with. only people... The, I mean, that that signing was so bad, the only people who were celebrating it were the other members of Metal Church. <laughs> Thank God. Got rid of that guy. Uh, nice, nice, nice. But I was trying to think, and I, I, I honestly, the only one that I could really come up with, with some of the stuff that I that I prefer over anybody else, this is, this is one of those things. I really, really love the Dio version of Black Sabbath in so many cases than Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath. Yeah, and I've told you before that you are absolutely ridiculous. I know that that's sacrilege. I know you 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 can't disparage the 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 ultimate metal band, but at the same time, Heaven and Hell when they came back around and toured with Dio just kind of proved it once again how badass how badass they are with Dio. They were they're amazing. Duh. What was that guy who was like Black Sabbath singer for like half a minute that was like after Dio? Like in the, the, what was it, like oh. 85 or something? Oh, damn it. Um, oh, I don't even remember. I can't, I can't remember his name. Is that, is I that... just thought of him the other day because I was quite sure he was the one who gave me the hamburger when I went to Burger King. But, <laughs> I, but yeah, the, uh, uh, yeah, no, you're, 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 that's absolutely ludicrous. And it's almost as ludicrous as John Bush uh, era anthrax being valid. Ridiculous. There, I mean, you can't, nobody can name three songs that Dio did with the Sabbath. What? I mean, Are you kidding me? No, Mob Rules, Children of the Sea, and that other song. I mean, <laughs> there, there's one more. There's got yeah. There's someone in it, but that was the only one that I could possibly think of that that I, that I really that I really think I I enjoyed almost more than the Glory lineup. But the only Black Sabbath I own is the Black Sabbath Ozzy Osbourne years set. That's of course, that, that's what everybody has for the most part. I mean. I, I've got heaven and hell. I've got mob rules. I've got I've got those two because I'm a, I'm a huge Dio fan, so I cannot not yeah. have that stuff. I, I just have to have it. So have you gotten a Dio tattoo yet? No, I have not gotten a Dio tattoo, and I and I I, I won't. I won't do it. Damn it! I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that guy. 
If I do, maybe well, I'll, it'll be it'll be something like subtle. It won't be like his face on my back or anything, you know. <laughs> but you, you remember my idea, which was that you get a full body, uh, life size tattoo of <laughs> Ronnie James Dio on your back. That's a great idea. <laughs> It'd take up about half your back. About half my about <laughs> half my back, and uh, it'd be about half my height. It'd be oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, love it. It'd be hilarious. Dio's always got my back, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you not glory lineup? Is there anybody you can think of that is uh, that is off kilter there? Who you like the, the the other way instead of the right way? No, I mean I not in metal. I mean in Kiss, uh, you know, in rock, I I go with like the uh, the non makeup era. Kiss is my favorite. Uh, era of kiss but i mean metal no i go with the the glory lineup's the best lineup i agree with everybody else yeah for the most part i I would have to say i kind of agree with almost everybody there were a couple that they had listed and i was like yeah van hagar really Uh, and uh, that's just now you now you're just trolling is what you're doing you know because because there's there's no there's no effing way but i kind of was talking about it with the the kill switch engage thing because which is the glory lineup when you come to a band like Killswitch Engage? Uh, is it the one with Jesse Leach, who is now back together and he's the original lead singer, or is it is it the Howard Jones thing? Uh, it, it could you can almost go either way. I guess the glory lineup depends on how you actually look at it. Sometimes, you know, some people may say the glory lineup of Anthrax was John Bush. That was that was the best time ever. That's what I grew up with. You know that that could be that could be their glory lineup. You know, bah. <laughs> It's a bull. They're a bully. There's no way. No, it's, it's ridiculous. That's just crazy talk right there. We got to wrap this podcast up, dude. We got to be done with this damn thing, man. I got to put it put it to bed. Was this the best podcast we've done so far? The greatest extreme metal podcast of all time has just put another uh, uh, a feather in its cap to prove itself. So make sure you uh, make sure you find us on iTunes and you uh, subscribe to us and you download this damn thing every week. Otherwise, it is fruitless. It makes absolutely no point for us to do it other than uh, our own self-masturbation, which we do quite a bit of anyway. So we don't need to worry about that. That's the point. We're the dream theater of podcasts. Uh, this is the Metal Sucks Podcast Weekly. We post it on Mondays. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes and listen to it on MetalSucks.net. I am Chickadee Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is the Metal Sucks Podcast. We will leave you with one last song from Mouth of the Architect. Speaking of masturbation, sharpen your axes. Sharpen your axes.